What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid. I am your host, Austin Krell. I apologize for dropping the ball as of late. Things have been busy. But we're going to finish up the season previews today. And then in a couple minutes following, we're going to do a recap of the first two Sixers games of the season. So with that being said, we're going to dive in and start with the San Antonio Spurs. So the Spurs are in a very different situation than what they're used to because obviously they got rid of Kawhi Leonard over this offseason and they've had to reshuffle things to sort of figure out where they're going to go from here. And then to make matters worse, they also lost point guards Deontay Murray to a torn ACL, and Derek White to a less severe but significant injury. So their lineup, had it been healthy, would have looked like Deontay Murray, Jamar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Pau Gasol as the starters. Then off the bench you have Patty Mills and Derek White, followed by um, Marco Bellinelli, Lonnie Walker, who was a rookie this year, but he's also he's out with a, with a torn meniscus for a couple of weeks, and Bryn Forbes as your shooting guards. Small forwards, Dante Cunningham, Davis Bertans, Quincy Pondexter. At the power forward positions, you have Devin Eubanks and Chemezi Matu. And then finally, uh, Jakob Pertl, who was uh, brought over from Toronto in the trade for DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard. So... You look at this roster. The first thing that you wonder is, where is the outside shooting going to come from? Because one, your first round draft choice, Lonnie Walker, is out. So there's you're already down a shooter. Bellinelli's nice, but his defense is so so negative that the offense almost doesn't make up for um, the, the 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 offense does not make up for the lack of defense because he's such a liability that he gives up more points than he creates. Rudy Gay is a, is, is a less than um, sufficient three-point shooter. And so Dante Cunningham is okay. Davis Bertans is pretty good, but he's still learning the game. Quincy Pondexter has been injured the last three years, so you don't really know what, he, what he's going to be. Um, Drew Banks and Chemezi Matu nothing. Jakob Pertl, nothing. And Pau Gasol really is not a great shooter. Marcus Aldridge doesn't really have a ton of range. Um, DeMar DeRozan's an awful three-point shooter. So really, your main shooters are going to be Davis Bertans, Patty Mills, and DeMarco, and Marco Bellinelli. Then who's going to play the point? Because Dante Murray's out, Derek White's out. You don't really have a point guard outside of Patty Mills. And so, with that being said... Is he enough by himself for significant minutes at the one? He's small. He's a nice shooter, but he's small, so he's going to give up a lot of points. And you just don't – I think he's a little old to be playing 40 minutes a game. So who's going to step up and be the backup point guard? We know that he's going to be the starting point guard, but who's going to back up Patty Mills? Who, who's going to be forced to play out of position for the sake of the team? That's going to cost them. Then is there enough talent on this team to be legitimate in the West? You have the likes of the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers – the Houston Rockets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you look at this roster, the best player on the team arguably is DeMar DeRozan and then LaMarcus Aldridge. That's not exactly your 
it's not exactly a, a favorable one-two punch. So, are is this is there enough top heavy talent in this lineup to get you to to to, 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 propel, to propel you to win a seven game series in the playoffs? I don't think so. Um, and then how can Greg Popovich pull this out? Is he does he have enough in the tank? Is he in, is he is he really good enough to be able to get this group into the playoffs and and then and then and then um, you know at last an opponent? Because you just I mean you know it's an adequate team. It's it's enough to be competitive, but is it enough to win in a seven game series? I seriously doubt it. Um, I think this team tops out at fifty and thirty-two, um, and I really don't know how far they can get in the playoffs if they can get to the playoffs. Um, I mean, fifty wins should be in more than enough in the West um, to, to be a four or five six seed. But when you're going up against Oklahoma City or Utah or whoever you, whoever it may be. Do you have enough power to get past anybody in a seven-game series? Next, we have those Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the starting lineup is Razan Rondo, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, and JaVale McGee. Um, then backing up the point guards are Alonzo Ball and Isaac Bonga. Bonga, I don't think is going to play much, if at all, this season, just because he's so raw from, and he's you know very international, so his body's already not where it needs to be because international players tend to not be as physically developed as American players. Shooting guards: Josh Hart, Lance Stevenson, Alex Caruso. Then backing up Brendan Ingram, small forward is Michael Beasley and C. Mackay Luke. The power forwards are Kuzma and Jonathan Williams, although Jonathan Williams I would expect to get zero minutes. And backing up JaVale McGee at center is Ivica Zubax and Mo Wagner. So my first question is, LeBron needs needs seven J.J. Reddicks or Kyle Quivers to be the dangerous weapon that he is, that he's proven to be. I only see maybe one guy who could shoot potentially 40% from three. Which would be Svi Mikhailuk, Josh Hart, he could shoot it, but at a lower volume. Um, Ball can't shoot. Rondo can't shoot. Lance Stevenson's a terrible shooter. Uh, KCP is like thirty-seven percent. Ingram is like thirty-nine, but I don't, you know, maybe he'll take a step back, maybe a step forward. Beasley can shoot, but I don't know that he's going to get enough time to be impact player. Kuzma's a very high volume shooter, but he makes about thirty-seven percent. Um, and then none of their centers can really shoot threes. So where is the shooting to help LeBron James be his dangerous self? Where is that going to come from? Um, then how will this roster survive when LeBron is off the floor? He's getting older. He's playing heavy minutes. He's going to need to take breaks to get them into the playoffs late in the season. And without him, they're about a 35-win team. So how, how are they going to survive in the West without him on the floor? That's going to be a challenge, and that remains to be seen. Then, um, does Le- this is LeBron's first time in his career ever playing out West. He's always had to play amongst the likes of the Celtics or the, uh, the Magic or the Raptors in the East. He's never really had to go up against really a top-level team out West four times a year and then the playoffs. So how will he compete with the likes of 
the Golden States and the Houston's and the Oklahoma Cities. I don't think he's going to throw well at all against them, especially with this roster. Then, are they too young? You know, you look at Lonzo Ball, second-year player. Isaac Bonga, first-year pet player. Josh Hart, second-year. C. McKayluke, sec- first-year. Kyle Kuzma, second-year. You know, the majority of the roster has <clears throat> been in the league for less than three or four years. So they're going to make mistakes. Are they too young that those mistakes are going to compromise them and their ability to win games? And then finally, this roster is very weird because it's on one end it's extremely young and on the other end it's extremely old. When Stevenson, KCP are veterans, Ruzan Rondo is a veteran, obviously LeBron James is a veteran, and obviously JaVale McGee is a veteran. So is there a plan to play all these older guys to try to get wins or is it to sort of find the right mix of youth and veteran leadership to sort of get them to where they want to be. I think it's a little bit too much of both to really say which direction they're going to go in. I think it makes sense to put to play LeBron with with the young guys because you got to develop them somehow and they got to learn somehow. Um, but at the same time, if you want to get to the playoffs, you're going to need to you're going to need to give minutes to Rondo, KCP, Beasley, even. Um, uh, and JaVale McGee. So what is their plan? Are they, is, is it a youth movement with LeBron James as the teacher, or is it going to be the veteran team with the young guys backing it up? I think LeBron James, despite this weird fitting roster, um, I think he can get them to, 30, to, 50, 50, to 50 wins in the West. I think that he's that amazing by himself. And I think a lot of people will agree with that. Maybe he, I think people think they, they'll get a little less than 50 wins, but I, th- I think 50 is a fair number to give LeBron James. Then you have the Trailblazers. Their starters are Damian Lillard at the point. Shooting guard is CJ McCollum. Small forward is Mo Harkless. Power forward, Al Farouk Aminu. And the center is Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, Nurkic. Backing up Damian Lillard, you have Wayne Baldwin IV and Gary Trent Jr. Backing up CJ, you have Evan Turner, Seth Curry, Nick Stauskas, and Anthony Simons. Um, Jake Lehman is the backup small forward. Zach Collins and Caleb Swanigan will back up Al Farouk Aminu. And Myers Leonard will provide the support for Yusuf Norkic at center. So, not a lot has changed at this team. They haven't really made any significant roster turnover to, to, to warrant... Um, to warrant you know, the, the status of significant improvement. So the question is, have they learned from their previous mistakes? Last year, they, I think people thought that they vastly overperformed in the regular season, and they got swept in the first round of the playoffs despite having home court advantage. So have they learned from those mistakes, and, ha- and, and will they approve upon themselves so that way they don't fall in the exact same place again this year? And in the West, you need significant, significant depth to back up uh, your starting your starting best players in order to have a chance. And where will that come from with this team? Who's gonna who's gonna step up between Wade Baldwin and Gary Trent Jr.? Who's gonna be the who's gonna provide the consistent sniping behind CJ? I don't Evan Turner is not a great shooter. It'd be Steph Curry or Nick Stauskas. Um what is Jake Lehman? What are Zach Hollins and Caleb Swanigan? Um, can Myers Leonard defend and stay out of foul trouble? Um, but I think overall, they're just, they're just not nearly enough firepower on this team to, 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 to be a legitimate threat out West. I think they end with 50 wins, and I think that they're going to probably fall 
in the similar spot as they did last season in a six-game first-round series um, against a team that's just more equipped to handle the West than they are. Then you have the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, point guard is Drew Holiday. Shooting guard is Etwan Moore. Small forward, Solomon Hill. Power forward, Anthony Davis. And he's a power forward. I hate when people say this. If Anthony Davis... If, if, if Anthony Davis is a power forward, then James Harden's a point guard. And neither... neither no, I'm sorry. If Anthony Davis is a power... Is a, is a center, then James Harden's a point guard. There's no... I don't care what this skill set says. James Harden is a natural shooting guard. Anthony Davis is a natural power forward. Um, and then, anyway, Julius Randle's at center. So, backing up Drew Holiday is Alfred Payton, Frank Jackson, and Tim Frazier. Backing up... Etwan Moore is Ian Clark and Trevon Blewett. Uh, Darius Miller and Wesley Johnson are going to provide the support for Solomon Hill at small forward. Power forward. Um, and Nikola Mirotic and Cech Diallo are going to be subbed in for Anthony Davis. And then filling out the second unit is Jaleel Okafor. So look at this roster, and the first question I have is, who's going to provide Anthony Davis with the, with, with the long-range shooting to help him pass out of double teams and not have to take it all on by himself. Drew, Holl- uh, Drew Holiday is a good fit. He's a nice shooter. Etwan Moore is a good shooter. Uh, Ian Clark can shoot it a little bit. Trevon Blewett even can shoot it a little bit, even though he's not going to get any playing time. Miritich is a threat, but you look at uh, Alfred Payton, can't shoot at all. You look at... Um, you look at uh, Solomon Hill... And Darius Miller, they can't shoot. Wes Johnson can, can is very inconsistent, but he can stroke it a little bit. Anthony Davis is not a great three point shooter. Uh, Check Diallo is not a, is not a three point shooter. Julius Randle and Jaleel Gafford are not three point shooters. Um, so who's going to be that sniper to help AD pass it out of that double team and spread the floor a little bit to make his life a little bit easier? Um, and who's going to step up for this team to give? Anthony Davis help. There's no other star on this roster. Drew Holiday is probably the closest thing they have to a star. He had a great playoff run last year, but there's nothing. There's no name on this roster that really says, "Oh, this team is a, this team is a threat outside of Anthony Davis." I think Anthony Davis is probably a top three or four player in the NBA. So I think that they'll get to that 50-win plateau, but I didn't see a significant enough roster turnover to say that this team is going to be better. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder is next. They have, the starters are Russell Westbrook, Andre Roberson when he comes back healthy from that uh, exploding, whatever the hell he had. Um, Paul George, Patrick Patterson, and Steven Adams. Backing up, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, Ray Felt, Raymond Felton, and Deontay Burton. Subbing in for Roberson are Terrence Ferguson, Hamido Diallo, and Timothy Luau Cabarro. At the small forward spot is Jeremy um, is Jeremy Grant backing up Paul George. Abdel Nader is gonna is gonna um, sub in for Patrick Patterson, and then Nerlens Noel and Tyler Davis are gonna help Stephen Adams. So. First off, is Russell Westbrook a leader? We know he's a great player, and he's also a stat sheet stuffer, but does he have the ability to be a leader? He's very confrontational. He's very competitive. He sometimes makes bad decisions on the court. So is he going to 
So it's, when, when will he mature and calm down and be the effective leader who makes the right play consistently? Uh, I don't know that he is that. Um, Roberson's coming back from the torn plantar fascia, whatever it was. Um, that's going to be a delayed process because he's had, he suffered a setback, but he's literally a negative on offense. Like he can't shoot. He can't do anything except cut on offense. Um, but his defense is he, he can guard one through five as, as a shooting guard. So that's how good he, defensively he is. If he doesn't have that explosiveness in his step to defend, what can he give you? Cause he can't give you anything on offense. If he doesn't have that defensive ability, he's going to be out of the NBA like that. Cause he, he's, he can't do anything else other than defend. Um, and then, who is going to be step up for the to be the third piece to this puzzle? They know they can't beat Golden State and Houston in a seven game series with just Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Um, I'd like to see Dennis Schroeder step up, but I just don't see enough talent on this roster to say that this team is can be a legitimate threat. I think they have enough to pull out fifty four wins and nothing more. Um, next we have my favorite team. Um, my, my day ones, the Philadelphia 76ers, um, first, your point guard is Ben Simmons, shooting guard is Markel Fultz, small forward is Robert Covington, um, power forward is Dario Saric, and then the center is Joel Embiid. That, um, giving Ben Simmons a break are T.J. McConnell and Demetrius Jackson, although Demetrius Jackson's on a two-way contract, so he's not going to get much playing time at all. Uh, backing up Markel Fultz are J.J. Redick, Zaire Smith, Landry Shamit, Jared Bayless, Furkan Korkmaz, and Shake, Mil- Shake Milton. Backing up Robert Covington is Wilson Chandler. Um, giving Dario Sharic a break is Jonah Bolden. And then... Filling in for Joel Embiid are Mike Muscala and Amir Johnson. So you look at this team, and the first question, obviously, and one of the biggest stories in the country in terms of basketball is, what is Markel Fultz going to be? He had the you – know, I could go on for hours about the whole story, but he's coming. He, he, he's trying to figure out what his jump shot is. Um, what What is he? Is he going to be that guy who, who's going to be that third piece of the puzzle that, that sends you over the top to beat Boston? Is he going to make shots for you? Is he is he going to be that third star? I have a lot of theories behind him, but I think on a very high level, the best answer is time will tell what Markel Fultz is. Um, can they stay healthy? Can Ben Simmons? I think I think Ben Simmons is generally a healthy guy. He missed his whole first year, probably due to more political reasons than anything else. Um, but he only missed one game last year. So really, can Joel Embiid stay healthy? He's obviously had a long chronicled history of not being able to stay on the court. He missed his first two career seasons, um, and then he played only 31 games his first actual season. And then last year he played 60-something games, missed a handful because of a freak accident. Um, So if he can stay healthy, they are one of the best teams in the NBA. If he can't, they're going to come crashing down fast. Where will the shooting come from? So Ben Simmons is not a shooter. TJ McConnell is not a shooter. Can Markel Fultz shoot? We don't know yet. Jerry Redick is the, is the best shooter in the team. What is Zaire Smith going to be? Um, Landry Shamit can shoot a little bit. Jerry Bayless is it just is too inconsistent to get playing time. Cork Mize can shoot, but he can't defend and he's not strong enough. Shake Milton's just not good enough. Uh, Wilson Chandler can shoot a little bit, but he's not healthy or consistent enough. 
Uh, Sharich can shoot. Roko can shoot, although he's very inconsistent. Um, Bolden's just sporadic. And B, not really a great shooter from, from distance. Muscala can shoot it. But who's going to be their sort of their go-to snipers on this roster? I, I don't think Covington cuts it anymore. I think you need to help Redick shoulder some of that load, and I think Landry Shamit does that. But you need more from Dario Saric, um, and you need to just add a, another shooter some way, somehow. Now, will this team progress or step back? They lost um, Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Eliasova early in the offseason due to free agency. Those guys really propelled them throughout the second half of the year and provided some nice shooting off the bench. Um, so with the loss of those shooters, will they get better or will they sort of take a step back? They were 25 and 25. Um, really, they were 500 for most for a good half of the year. And then they acquired Bellinelli and Ilyasova. They were like 30, 35 and 28. And then as soon as they got them, they won like, they, they went like 17 and 2 over their final 19 games of the year. So the shooting really helped them a lot. So where will they find that this year? Um, alternatively, if the shooting isn't there, have Embiid and Simmons made enough progress that they can do it by themselves without having the shooting. Um, you saw that Boston killed them last year in the second round with the ability to switch and play five out and draw Embiid out of the paint and then be able to def- not only defend our, the Sixers shooters, but then also be able to, to, to beat them off the dribble and score on them. So where will the athleticism, both on offense and defense, come on the wings? Um, who's going to step up and be able to defend? I think we saw the other night that they just can't compete with Boston quite yet. And then can Brett Brown learn from his mistakes? Last season he was ridiculed endlessly for his decision-making against Boston. He was outcoached, quite honestly, in that series. Will he knowing the call timeouts this year. Will he make better decisions come playoff time? That remains to be seen. I think this team is a 53-54 is a 53-54 win team, a little bit better than last season, but not quite amongst the likes of Boston. Next, the Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry starting starting at point guard. Um, his backcourt mate is Danny Green. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is going to be a starting small forward with Sergi Baca. Um being the other forward in, in the front court, and then Jonah, Jonas Valanciunas is going to be the manning the, the center the center spot. Then the backups to Kyle Lowry are Fred Van Vliet, Delon, Delon Wright, uh, Jordan Lloyd, and Lorenzo Brown. Uh, giving Danny Green a break will be C.J. Miles and Malachi Richardson. At small forward, backups are O.G. Ananobi and Norman Powell. Um, at Power forward, it's going to be Pascal Siakam and Chris Boucher backing up Serge Ibaka, and then giving um, Jonas Valanciunas a rest is going to be Greg Monroe. So first, we know that um, DeMar DeRozan was just not – he wasn't cutting it in Toronto. He's a good – he's a great player. He can score, yada, yada, yada. But when it comes to playoff time, the team just can't seem to live to expectations. So is Kawhi Leonard going to be the guy that puts them over the top and makes them the team the team to beat in the in the East? Then do they have enough shooters surrounding their core? Kyle Lowry can shoot it, although he's declining fast. Fred Van Vliet can shoot it. Dylan Wright can shoot it. Danny Green can shoot it. C.J. Miles can shoot it. 
Um, Kawhi has gotten better as time goes on. OG Ananobi's a decent shooter. Um, but none of these guys are really snipers. They're all they're all 35% or better shooters, but they're not snipers. And you need snipers to win in this league. Then they then they um, also the Raptors fire Dwayne Casey after winning coach of the year. Um, so and they replaced him with Nick Nurse who was on their staff. So what is Nick Nurse? What can he do? Because a good coach, because a, you know, a great talented team can can sort of mask a bad coach. But it seems that's about as good as the Raptors are. A bad coach can really hurt you. So what can he do? I think that they're a 50 weapon, 57 team, 57 win team, um, and I think that can either be very generous if Nick Nurse is bad, or it can be, um, or yeah, yeah, that's it. Could, it could be very generous if Nick Nurse is bad. Um, then now we have our top three teams: the Houston Rockets um, are the third best team in the league. Their starters are Chris Paul, James Harden, the defending MVP, James Ennis the third, PJ Tucker, and Clint Capella. Backing up Chris Paul are Michael Carter Williams and Brandon Knight. Um, filling in for Harden are Eric Gordon and Gerald Green. Backing up James Ennis are Carmelo Anthony and Vincent Edwards. And then uh, replacing PJ Tucker are Marquise Chris, Gary Clark, Isaiah Hartenstein, and Zoki. Um, and then the backup for Clint Capella is Nene. So you look at this roster, they lost um, they lost Trevor Ariza this offseason. Um, and that's a big deal. They, they lost one of their starters. He's one of the better players. So how are they going to sort of replace him? Who's going to step up and be the Trevor Ariza for this team? Um, I personally think, think, think that they kind of took a slight step back. Um and I think that they would have beat Golden State last season had Chris Paul not gone down. But it is what it is at this point. So, and then, um, speaking of Chris Paul, can he stay healthy? If he can stay on the court, they're as dangerous as anybody is at West and in the NBA. Um, they seem that they definitely have the depth. They have the shooters. It's just a matter of can they stay healthy? Will they somehow figure out how to play defense? And will James Harden become that elite playmaker. He know, we know he can put it up with the best of them. We know he can shoot, we know he can pass, but can he become that great playmaker come crunch time? I think they're a 58-win team, um, almost at worst. They could be better than that. They could also be worse than that if no one can replace Trevor Ariza. At the, and then the second seed, you the second uh, power, and the second best team in the NBA is the Boston Celtics. Starters are Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. Backing up Kyrie are Terry Rozier, Brad Wanamaker, Walt Lemon Jr., and P.J. Dozier. The shooting guards um, replacing Brown are Marcus Smart and Jory Bird. Backing up uh, Gordon Hayward are Semi Ojale and Gershon Yabusele. Um, at the power forward positions... Um, um, st- filling in for Jason Tatum or Marcus Morris and Daniel Tice and then backing up Al Horford or Aaron Baines and Robert Williams 
there's no question I really have about this team. They're going to be the second best team in the NBA. Definitely the best team in the East, I think. Um, my only question for them is there's only one ball. How are two budding stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and then three established stars in Kyrie, Hayward, and Horford going to share that one ball? Who's going to be willing to take a step back and take and get less touches for the sake of the team? I don't know, but that can really hurt a team. They could actually be worse if they become selfish. So as talented as they are, they do have to figure out some chemistry things. But other than that, they, they this team is the deepest team in the NBA. Then at number one, your defending champions. Oh, by the way, the Celtics, I think, win 60 games this year. And number one, the defending champions at the Golden State Warriors. Starters are Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. Um, backing up Steph are Sean Livingston and Quinn Cook. At the shooting guard positions, uh, position backing up Clay Thompson are Andre Iguodala, Damian Lee, Jacob Evans. Small forward filling in for Kevin Durant are Kevin Lo- Kevon Looney, Marcus Derrickson, and Alfonso McKinney. Replacing Draymond Green are Jordan Bell and Jonas Jerebko. And then at center, filling in for DeMarcus Cousins is Damian Jones. So for them, um, the really only the legitimate question that I have is, what will DeMarcus Cousins be when he comes back? He, he ruptured his Achilles last season, um, and that's usually the worst injury you can get in the NBA. Um, it, it ruins careers. It debilitates you. And a guy like DeMarcus Cousins is a center. If he can't, if he if he if he if he doesn't have good feet, or if he, if he doesn't have an Achilles, he can't do anything really. So that could that could that could make this team, or it could ruin his career. Um. Finally, other than that, the only real thing that I wonder is: Are they hungry enough to battle for a three-peat? They've won two in a row. The core of Draymond, Curry, and Clay has won um, three of the last four titles. Um, so do they have enough drive to win that third? They've won two pretty easily. But when the going gets tough, will they mail it in or will they keep fighting? Um, I think they're a 62-win team, and I think it's going to be them versus the Celtics in the finals. So that wraps it up for the season previews. Um, now from an episode-to-episode basis, we will talk about the Sixers recaps because this, after, this is, after all, a Sixers podcast. This is sort of one of the last general NBA podcasts that we'll have. Um, whenever everybody's breaking news or new developments, we'll have podcasts for that. But um, this is sort of the last general NBA one, and now it moves over to the Sixers. So before uh, I log out, um, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Go check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a bottle opener, tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. For a 10% discount on all Cobra products, um, enter the code TRUSTTHECOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. 
this presentation and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws, reproduction and distribution of the presentation without written permission of the sponsor is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and I will see you next episode after the Sixers take on the Orlando Magic tomorrow night, which is Saturday the 20th at 7.30 p.m.